0: To do day one Patch podcast episode 356. I'm your host Ryan Johnson, back after two week hiatus, although three weeks technically, I guess. Uh, missed two shows. Uh, thank you, Matt, for hosting in my absence. No, I did catch no a bit problem. of the podcast. Uh, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Uh, that's Matt Lawrence joining us. Uh, everyone else is uh, is dead to me. Um, and <laughs> not showing up on, on <laughs> podcast night. I mean.
1: That's is that is that worse is that worse than what i say like i make up like a clearly fake like oh yeah adriano's dead i ran him over you're just like oh these people are dead to me <laughs> i don't know
0: i'm not sure which one is worse probably probably that one it sounds a little more personal right
1: it's <laughs> at least i think it sounds more personal yeah i agree yeah. with that yeah. yeah
0: all right uh some of the news stories coming up this week uh chinese gaming giants lose eight bethesda's worth in value uh mid, mid-government crackdown. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in terms of video games over there. Um, seems like the uh, the uh, government over there is kind of trying to rein in not only video games, but like entertainment. So that's a interesting story to cover. Uh, a new PS5 model isn't worse, even with a smaller cooler. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Matt, but Austin Evans did a video where they, they cracked open a brand new version of the PS5, which had like a different like serial number or something. Some indication it was due. It was it, it weighed less, and so they cracked it open, and uh, and it kind of became a, a scandal, a bit not a scandal, but there was controversy over it because they, their their findings were that it was uh, it uh, it ran hotter, and then they thought that would make it run potentially worse. Right. We'll we'll talk a bit about that. Some some serious testing was done <clears throat> on the PS5. Uh, Epic Games has been ordered to pay six million dollars, and I believe that has happened. Um, Tim Tim Sweeney uh, tweeted that that had happened. That's part of the um, the whole Epic v Apple uh, ruling that happened like two weeks ago, I think. Oh no, just last week, right? That's just last week. Uh, Nintendo finally added Bluetooth audio to the Switch via a new software update. Ridiculous. So that's uh, that's crazy. However, there are some limitations. So. Don't get too excited yet, but you should be fine if you just want to listen to music or I mean, listen to your game audio. And then I have a story in here. I don't know if you want to cover this, Matt. I put it in there for Adriano, but uh, since he's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> Double down. down. We won't even cover. No, no, we'll, on we'll, cover it. Games, we'll cover right? it. We'll he, cover he, it.
1: He's going to want to know. We'll cover it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, he, put the, he built this. Uh, he built the articles for this show, so he knows it. He's our producer, man. But most of Gran Turismo's, uh, Gran Turismo 7 is online only. And we'll, we'll tell you why, uh, at the end of the show. So Matt, uh, what's new? What would you get up to in the weeks I was gone?
1: Uh, well, I mean, in entertainment, but not gaming related, I am all caught up on Money Heist. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll keep it, I'll keep it spoiler free, but, uh, Money Heist, uh, the latest season has, as far as I know, I haven't been following it myself, uh, my girlfriend's been following it. We've been watching it. It's one of those shows where it's kind of like you. Well, I mean, for us, we got to binge it, and we we got to know what happens. It's a show made in uh in Spain, and Netflix. I think is I think it's a Netflix original here, or however that works. And the uh, we listen to the dubbed version, so the English dubbed version, which the voices are pretty good, short of a few little you know kind of quirky moments. the The voiceovers are pretty good, and the show is definitely. Definitely worth a watch if you have any interest and I presume the, you know, subbed versus dubbed conversation might come up if you're like, hey, why are you listening to that version? Well, I'm just watching the default, but uh, they're having issues as far as I know. Like I said, I don't follow personally, but I've been informed that they've been having issues producing the show due to COVID over there because I know COVID hit Spain rather rather hard as far as I know. And so they have released the what I believe is the final season or I think they call them parts, but basically seasons. The final part in two volumes. So the sec- the first volume was started and finished yesterday. And uh, the second volume will be here. I think it's a December 3rd or something like that. So looking forward to that. But uh, in other news, I after my completion of the Red Faction series last week, I was kind of floating around trying to think of what, I al- what else I wanted to do. I was like, oh, maybe I'll replay the Mafias. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And I landed on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I'd purchased Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as I mentioned on the show months ago, when I purchased Death Stranding, just because both were on a really good sale. And uh, I know you've talked very highly of it. And I liked Origins. I mean, obviously I did. I literally platinumed it. So uh, booted this game up. And this game, Odyssey, is really, um, I'd call it a really well put together game. I know that there's going to be those in the audience that are going to be, you know, upset that it's this big, grand adventure and that it's really big, like in terms of the map. And I presume the story is rather lengthy and there's a lot to do. But for me, what I'm doing is uh, I was originally going to do it the Adriano way where I was just going to do main mission, main mission, main mission and only stop off when I uh, needed to. And I haven't necessarily been doing that, but I'm really close to sort of doing that. So I'm progressing the story rather quickly, but I'm not necessarily skipping out on a lot of stuff. So I do sometimes go out of my way for side stuff, but that's usually when I need equipment. So if I'm starting to outpace myself in the story where, whoa, I'm starting to get into level 15 areas and I'm only level 13. I show up, get my ass kicked. Okay, I'll go do a couple side missions, which is pretty on par, if not actually on par with what Adriano does as well. Um, I have done a couple other smaller things, though, that would be more in line with how I play things, like getting all the collectibles in some of the locations. I did mention to you, Ryan, that I'm not going to be doing that this time. This map is just too big, and, and and it makes every location, instead of it being cool and me actually looking around, I'm, like, looking on the floors <laughs> and looking on the walls just for collectibles so I can get the hell out of there. Yeah. So I'm only doing that when I'm, like, I need money. So I'm only, like, you know, scrounging when I need to scrounge or Uh, looking for iron and stuff in caves when I need to look for iron and stuff. So like that, that type of thing. Uh, I'm really digging the decisions. Um, I think I actually mentioned Odyssey last week, but I'm really digging the decisions. So I'm starting to get really into the game. Um, So it almost feels like I've almost just started it this week because this game slowly introduces a lot of mechanics. And I think I've, I think I've seen what the game has to offer at this point, I guess is how I should phrase all this. Mm -hmm. So I've seen different biomes, you know, from um, uh, what you would normally see like around uh, Greece. Like I don't know what that biome would be like forested areas, I suppose, Uh, but like not quite tropical. I've seen the odd little tropical area now with a couple of uh, palm trees and those type of things. And then I've also seen sort of more, if you will, northern areas with evergreen trees. And I can see, haven't been to, but I can see some snow-capped mountains, which I presume I can probably visit at some point. And I've, I've started understanding how the war mechanics work, where you can take over or, or rather influence the war of, in different provinces, those type of things. So I've been really kind of introduced to everything at this point. Um, I did notice something weird, though. So the reason why I mentioned the choices earlier is because so and this is a spoiler. So there's a guy named Elfenor. I don't know if you remember him, Ryan. Yep. Uh, so Elfinor, you you know, he kind of betrays you ish, whatever. And he becomes a target. So, I killed him, eventually, and I'm just riding around in the uh, northern section of this one piece, of this one, like, province, and I kill a group of bandits, and I get the mission notification that says, hey, you know, you didn't even know that you had to do this mission, but you've actually completed the mission, and the only thing you need to do now is return for your reward. So, I return to this guy. He ends up being Elphanor's brother. So, you have a couple of options. You have, you, you basically can say, like, I'm the one that killed your brother, You can also just sort of sympathize with him, or you can just outright lie and say, like, I don't know who your brother is. Like, sorry, I don't know who Elfanor is. Mm -hmm. And so I dropped a save, and I I told him, I killed your brother. So he kind of, like, curses me and says, oh, you deserve all the bad shit in the world that happens to you, yada, yada. And he kicks you out. So I'm like, okay, I'll load and see what happens. So here's the weird thing. So I select the middle option, which is where you just sort of sympathize with him and you don't admit guilt. And I was, like, talking to him. And I just, like, bumped the left trigger when I was in the conversation. And it kind of looked like it had skipped ahead in the conversation. And he said something along the lines of, oh, here's your your money, yada, yada. And he just kind of went along his way. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I skipped something. So I loaded the game again and selected that second option. And... It played a different conversation from what i remember and then there was a speech option but not where i accidentally bumped the left trigger so whether i skipped fully ahead and skipped the 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 option but i hit it like pretty early in the conversation before the option showed up and i got the option to take him in as a lieutenant on my ship which i ended up doing but i don't know that it something happened and i was wondering ryan like i was gonna ask you is there, is there a random element at all to the conversations in this game where that type of stuff can happen? Or did I bump the button or something? Because I definitely didn't bump the, the left trigger when the speech option showed up. But at the time, I didn't know when. And so I'm curious, like, what, what happened? Like, maybe I did just, maybe it's just as innocent as me skipping. But even the conversation itself was worded differently. Even the earlier parts of the conversation before I hit the button. Is there like a randomness to this or did I am I just like is this just a misconception because obviously I didn't put too much research into this. I don't uh, I don't actually know. I don't I don't think there's that great of, of randomness to it. It's uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. Because I, I I know that you probably hadn't like. Have you ever you've even like gone back and, you know, drop a save and gone back to, like, test the conversation options, have you? No, no. So I think I might try this. Maybe, I'll see, just because I'm kind of playing this for fun, obviously, uh, but, and I'm not trying to, like, be a completionist or anything. Uh, but I think I might, I'm, if, if I find an interesting choice where I'm legitimately interested, I might try even the same option a couple of times just to see if something happens. Maybe I'll bump the left trigger again or something. And just see what happens because I'm, I'm legitimately curious. It's probably nothing, but it was just mm-hmm. something that I kind of caught me off guard and I thought, what the heck? Um, but anyway, this game, in my opinion, is just a very well-crafted game, very well put together. Um, and I've been, I've been enjoying just running around doing, you know, doing stuff, doing the random missions, hunting the random creatures, fighting people. Uh, I really like the photo mode. I wish there was more options, but I like the photo mode because the world's really vast and you can oh. get some pretty cool photos. So I've been taking a bunch of those. And uh so, I mean, another slight spoiler, but the <laughs> the cultist thing is really cool, too. I know you mentioned, Ryan, you just get like this list of these cultists. And what's really cool about it is so it's taking. So this game takes a lot of elements from other Assassin's Creed games. Obviously, you have the openness of Origins, the ship combat from Origins and other Assassin's Creed games. But this time you can kind of do it whenever. And then you can all, and then there's also the, the quote unquote, like assassination list, if you will, which is from Origins. But this time the list is probably mostly optional i think some of this is going to be story stuff probably mostly optional
0: yeah a lot of them are
1: just like random dudes but what's cool about it is you have to track them down so you have to like find little pieces of evidence piece together who they are because they're like these cultists behind masks. then you quote unquote unmask them and then go hunt them down which is super cool um i really like the rpg elements in this game i feel like i am legitimately getting better getting better equipment and i'm not grinding too much couple times has been a th- like, usually what happens is I do a couple of story missions and I'm either totally fine and I just decide to do a side mission or I keep going and I'm like, whoa, like I'm, you know, like I said before, I'm getting a couple levels too far and I got to go back mm. and do a couple missions. Um, I will say, I don't know whether I'm doing something wrong or whether the game is expecting me to be a little more completionist. I keep running out of money and what's weird about it is so I can upgrade my equipment, like literally upgrade it, not engraving it, but upgrading it to my level. And because I have the ultimate edition, I have a lot of legendary gear. And it feels very bizarre having legendary gear that's worse than, like, gray, you know, unenchanted or whatever gear. It's very bizarre. Um, so I upgraded my sword, which I think is, like, Leonidas' sword or something, I don't know. I upgraded my sword because it was only, like, two levels below where I was at. And I didn't want to, like, buy a sword that was, like you know at my level but negative two damage so i just upgraded mine and it's like you know much better than what i would expect Mm -hmm. but like now i'm broke again and i really want to upgrade my ship because one of the cultists is out on a ship in the area where my story is kind of that's where the edge of like where i've been and he's out there and so i want to kind of want to take him out but my ship just isn't powerful enough i try two three times and it's just it's one of those clear difficulty curves where it's like i need more power and yeah I just don't have enough money. And so I'm like, I don't really want to like go and like grind, grind, grind. Is there a point in this game where money just becomes no object? Or am I doing something wrong? I never had a problem with money. I had a problem with um,
0: resources. Oh. Like See, for, I have tons particularly of like for upgrading for upgrading my ship. Um, yeah, because there, there are things you can just do. It, it, it might have to be a little bit of grinding but there are like bounty boards in like the different cities and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can just, you can just do those jobs for a bit, maybe.
1: You know, I did actually forget about that because they only really, that only really happens once. And there's been so many, you know, side missions that I've been doing.
0: Yeah. And so... I think those reset too. So like those are kind of endless kind of things you can do if you do need more money. Go be a Misty Smet.
1: I, apparently uh that is the number one thing that i am i'm hitting which i'm having trouble with so yeah it'll be interesting um maybe i'll like i'll, I'll probably try that now and i'll report back and see how the money goes because i don't want to be grinding too long but i right. uh, will see but um i don't know this is again spoilers but like how long is the story in this game ryan just the
0: story i think might not be terribly long um Let's actually just look up the times. eh?
1: Because I know that, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Ubisoft? I was going to say Assassin's Creed, but Ubisoft said that many of their games are going to be these open grand adventures, or at least back then. Mm-hmm. It was open grand adventures, but then like you could just do the story in a in a in a reasonable amount of time. And I feel as so, though the story is progressing quickly. So how long to beat says the main story is 43 and a half hours.
0: So that's like an RPG story.
1: Okay, so it's not too bad. Like I'm not, I'm not close to that, but yeah. Main plus extras is 82 hours,
0: and completion is 136, which I think I'm close to that. Did you did you platinum this thing, or is there like one annoying thing? No, no, I think I did platinum this. Okay. Yeah. This this game is in my top ten, I think, Matt, and it, I th- I know that's crazy because I know a lot of people that like, kind of hate on, like the Assassin's Creed games for kind of being for a long time they're just like run of the mill, they were all kind of the same and. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't like the future stuff and i mean i hate i hate, I hate the, the future stuff now too <laughs> these games are super popular but there just seems to be like a negative stigma against them for some reason mm-hmm. I, I know i know donkey hates like ubisoft games um uh, but for some reason this game really connected with me and and i think i think it's actually in my top 10 list of favorite games
1: well you really like the greek you know greek history and like ancient yeah Greece, but more the world was awesome uh the armor is awesome you know there's all there's all sorts of cool armor sets in
0: that game. Um, I don't think you're meant to so you, you're talking about how some of the legendary stuff was like worse than your your like your like white items or whatever right Yeah um, I think they're there just for transmog really. I don't think you're supposed to really use them later into the game and upgrade them. you can if you want, but that's obviously gonna take a, a lot of resources, right.
1: And money, as I've learned. And money.
0: So I think a lot of those early legendaries you get are are kind of more for transmogging your later items.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And and at this point I haven't been transmogging. Like I can, but I haven't mm-hmm. been transmogging because I kinda like to see how my like warrior slowly gets better and better armor. Yeah. And if it starts getting silly, then I just you know, if I get the best armor but I have stuff that doesn't match, sure I'll transmog. But I like to just kind of yep. see the piecemeal come together, if you will. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say that you know, to the credit of people that don't like Ubisoft games necessarily is one thing that I think Ubisoft really could do, honestly, is um, have a, 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 I don't know what you call it. I want to say like a personable experience with each NPC, but that, that might not be right. So in Bethesda games, I'll just explain myself in Bethesda games. Sure. There's a lot of NPCs that are just nonsense. You know, they're just sort of there for filler, this and that. But, you know, if you take, like, Oblivion, for example, you know, this shopkeeper works here, and then on Tuesdays he goes to the bar, and if it's raining, he doesn't go there, and there's little, like, changes to his schedule, and you kind of know where he is, and you can talk to him, and there's a persuasion thing, and you can, you know, get him, make him happy with you, or make him angry with you, and he'll kind of, you know, greet you with disdain next time you talk to him if he doesn't like you, or greet you with a bit of a smile next time, and there's a persona there, too, so sometimes they... You know, they're just grumpy in general, and so they won't smile and stuff like this. And and it's not, mm-hmm. I want to be clear, it's not super in-depth. But it's still something you can go and talk to each NPC. For right. the most part. Not every yeah. single one. But, or it might, it might be every single one, but it there's a bunch. Anyway, there's a lot more. With Assassin's Creed, there's a mission, or there's missions where you go into the mission, and you do the stuff. So you're talking to somebody, and you help this person out in the town. This woman mm-hmm. out, whatever. You help this woman out and you you know you've talked to her several times you've gone on a couple fetch quests for her and then you're finished the quest and the conversation ends you've given her the two three items that you fetched and that's it now you're like standing a bit too close and she acts like a standard npc like she's scared of you like oh right she like kind of backs off and you realize like it breaks the facade it's sort of like oh all the npcs in this game are just mindlessly sort of wandering and Mm -hmm. even if they do have a schedule which they might even if they do have a schedule, because I haven't followed these guys around or researched it, they're still just eye like they're still just almost like eye candy. Yeah, and you're just going like activity, 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 activity. And even though yeah, Elder Scrolls is not super in depth, at least you can go and talk to those NPCs and have a little bit of like a oh, I, I hate this guy, I'm gonna piss him off. You know, and it's just it's just a little bit. Yeah. So I, I would say with 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 Ubisoft games, especially these open world ones is to make the NPCs less eye candy, less just in the crowd and more like, hey, why can't I go back and talk to that old person and just they'd be like, oh, oh, hey, like you helped me out. You know, what, what's what's up? Yeah, that type sure. of stuff. So that's my two cents. And that's what I've been that's, up to.
0: Yeah, that's probably a lot of hard work, though, eh? getting NPCs to be more interactive like that. I, uh, I imagine it, it will literally have to get to the point where they are mini AIs, you know, some sort of, rudimentary intelligence
1: well with i think it's called Radiant ai or something with oblivion and skyrim and them is Mm -hmm. like the thing is with them though is you know they're not powered by like an ai uh in terms of like an actual ai like a terminator (laughs) or something they're just they have like just sort of a schedule and that's their ai like go here go here go here oh it's raining don't go here now those other things yeah um but if you notice the cities get shrunk like mm. this is White Run. This is a huge epic city. There's eight houses, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like it, it there's a bit of that. Like like uh the Imperial City is it's huge, you know, comparatively to any other city off my out of my memory in Oblivion, but it's split into these these different loading sectors because first of all, the 360 couldn't handle it obviously. Mm-hmm. But even then, like handling all that AI would be just chaos. And so with U- Ubisoft they're not holding back on those city sizes. There's no load zones. There's just this big-ass city, and it's it's big. Yeah. And so, as a result, they have, you know, effectively dumb AI. They have that crowd technology from Unity, and they just have people just sort of walking around and doing their thing. But they're just to sort of make it feel not like a ghost town and not really weird. Right. So, I don't know how you would do it. Maybe with the PS5, the power is there. Who knows? But, Yeah. Um, for myself, uh, I've I've gotten into
0: a couple games. One's kind of weird, and and one one is a bit of an underdog. I feel. I'll start with the weird one. Um, uh, I I don't know if it's weird, but because it's pretty popular, I guess. Um, uh, Genshin Impact.
1: Oh, we've been talking about
0: this. And uh, the only reason I got into this, I did have a like a mild interest just from the popularity of it. I like I like to I like trying things that people are, you know, like a lot of people are interested in. Um, but what kind of pushed me over the edge is they added Aloy to the game as a character. And so you have to, like, um, you actually have to get to level uh, adventure rank, like 20, to actually unlock uh, Aloy, I guess. Um, and I believe she's exclusive to the PS5 as well.
1: That would make sense, though, for her, because she's like a PlayStation character. You know what I mean? But it
0: does have, like, cross, um, uh, cross progression. So you kind of have Aloy on like a, your PC version of it or something. If you've unlocked it on the PS5. Okay. Um, it's an odd game. It's a, it's a very odd game. Um, I'm not sure how to describe it. I thought it was an MMO. Or, or a shared world type of thing like Destiny or something, right? Um, I don't think it's that actually. Oh. I, I I don't know how to describe this. It looks like Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, it kind of plays like Breath of the Wild, I guess, from from what little I've played of Breath of the Wild. Um, and you just kind of run around doing doing missions, and it's a bit of an RPG, and you just kind of... It's, like, it's almost like a single-player MMO. <laughs> you know?
1: This, this sounds, just in terms of the MMO part, this sounds like a game Tim and I played a long time ago, Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. The cities right. are huge, like, you know, obviously, you know, almost comically oversized, to, almost to accommodate you know, the crowds of people that would be there. But then it's just not, it's just not an MMO. <sighs> What's funny is too, is like, <clears throat>
0: I know, I know it's like you can play co-op or something. You can, you can't, there is multiplayer aspect to it, mm. um, but it, it constantly shows me my ping in the top right. <laughs> and so it seems like it's like this always online game, but it's not, there's no one else in my world. It's just me, you know, unless I'm so early on, like maybe I'm still in the tutorial phase. I don't know. Right.
1: What, so it's what a, type a, of game? What type of game is it again? Is it? It's. A, I would say it's an RPG, like an action RPG though, not turn-based. Yeah.
0: No, no action RPG.
1: And you like you know just I don't know why you'd describe this, but it's just like you just go to towns, pick up quests, go to the next town. Like, is there exploration? Is there just one hub world? Like, how does it all work? No, there's it's 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 a big open
0: world. Um, there's exploration for sure. There's different shrines you can unlock and whatnot. Uh, there's dungeons. Um, I don't know if you've ever even played or, or seen anything on Immortal Phoenix Rising. It's almost I think an exact, you showed me a little bit. It's almost an exact copy of that, which is kind of a copy of Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> oh my god. It's almost like a new genre almost, I guess. Just this this whimsical open world where you can you can glide from tall heights and you have a, a stamina bar, so you can climb anything, but you have to have enough stamina to get up it, right? Um, stuff like that. Uh, different weapons. Um... Food, there's like you can craft different food items for healing and stuff. Um, yeah, and 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 I'm just making my way through it. It's it's it's, I believe it's a, uh, is it Chinese or Korean? I can't remember who makes it.
1: Did you mention Ten Cent or maybe that's just me remembering the the outline for today's show?
0: No, I think I brought that up. Um, we were talking about China cracking down on on games like being overly aggressive with their their money hunger Mm. and i said like tencent who i believe either works on or made um cod mobile uh they're pretty aggressive with their their monetizing of that game
1: right right this sounds interesting you know i always i'm always down for i'm always down to at least check out rpgs like one of my favorite things in rpg is to just see what type of world they created I don't even really care about the quality sometimes, if that makes sense. Like, I love two worlds and mm-hmm. like, you know, people will be like, man, that some people would think it sucks. You know, obviously a bunch of people are like, man, that's not the greatest quality, but I just thought the world was kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, dual wielding and stuff was cool. So. So be Mi- be Mi- Hoyo, who's the developer. Um, yeah, they're, they're
0: based in uh, Shanghai. Okay. And I guess one of the complaints about this game is the kind of the same thing that is in COD mobile. Whereas the the things you purchase, the skins or or, or weapons or whatever, it's all uh, lottery based. You can't just buy it. You have to lottery for it.
1: Man, it's getting. Uh, it's getting too much. You got item shops that reset every day and, mm-hmm. and then you got friggin loot boxes and then you got combinations of this where they're like, oh, man, we can make it so that they have to keep playing with season passes and then. Now we got this crap where you can't just buy what you want. It's getting it's getting a little crazy sometimes.
0: And the underdog game, which I guess isn't necessarily underdog, but uh, I think it might be just based on arcane's prior games kind of being a little more like good games, but it's like they haven't really broken. I feel like they could be bigger, right? Mm. Um, But Deathloop, I've been I've been playing Deathloop. Oh, and, hey, uh, I, I really kind of my interest in this game simply stemmed from the design of it. Right. But other than that, I didn't really think I was actually going to buy this game. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll wait till it goes to Game Pass because it's it's owned by Microsoft, but it's a PS5 exclusive right now. Right. Uh, I, obviously, I think we're all assuming that exclusivity deal would run out and then it will go to Game Pass. Right. Right. But then the reviews came out, and they were like getting tens. And I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. Right? And that actually pushed me over the edge to buy it on PS5. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool world that they built, and a really cool kind of story. And, and the story is also a game mechanic in a sense, which is a super unique idea. And it's really hard to explain unless you've like played it because the tra- the trailers really don't tell you <laughs> what's going on in the gameplay of this game. So it's you called said, Death you said Loop. it's
1: like ro- rogue like right or something is how you yeah. kind of summed it up.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it's called Death Loop for a reason, right? Because every 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 day is broken up into four sections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have morning, noon, afternoon, and then evening. And that's the loop, okay? That'll happen every any time you change a sector, the time of day will change. And so you have eight targets, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that. I think it's eight targets though. And then you have uh, different districts where those targets may be. And it's up to you to kill all, all eight targets before the loop resets.
1: Is that an actual time or is it like one of those things where you could play for like 30 hours, but you have to hit a mission for it to advance time?
0: Yeah. So basically how it works is you can advance time on your own in in just like the normal kind of mission start screen. Um, I don't know necessarily know why would do that, but you can. Um, But basically, let's say you choose a district. uh, One's called Uptum. I I go to Uptum. As long as you're in Uptum, it'll, the time will not change, right? You can you can spend as long as you want in that district. Time will not change. As soon as you leave back into the uh, the tunnels that they called them, um, time will advance. So if you go to kill one target in one district and then leave, you've lost a quarter of the day, but you still have seven more targets to kill in that in those last oh, three quarters, God. right? Um, And the whole trick behind this game is learning something new every time you go on a run. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I've learned um, that, like, two targets will be in the same location at a certain time in one district. Right? So the next time I'm planning my loop, I will go to that location to take out two targets in one, you know, one quarter of a day.
1: This is Hitman level, like, investigation almost, but probably even more in depth. There's a
0: lot of information and uh, it's a bit overwhelming actually. So it's a really unique kind of take on it and um, it's uh, I'm kind of getting into it. I thought I was getting a little, a little um, deterred um, just because like every time you die you like lose your weapons and stuff and you restart and you're just like, oh my god, I don't want to do this again, right? But then there's ways where you can like save weapons so they don't disappear and stuff like that, so you can save abilities. Um, So that's all fine now. So I think I'm actually uh, enjoying this game more the more time I spent with it. But just jumping in, it's like a data dump. Right? Right. And then when you die, you're just like, I gotta do all that again? But no, you kind of accumulate knowledge and and then like the weapons you like and stuff like that.
1: Is this game random or is this game linear in a way?
0: Yeah, it's a weird kind of linear, but there's a facade over it that that doesn't make it seem linear. But there's definitely a story that they lead you down. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really cool though. Um, and uh, I've only scratched the surface in terms of the abilities that you can unlock and, and use and stuff. Um, like one ability I have is like a missile launcher out of my hand. And another ability like links two players or two enemies together. And so, like, if you link them together and you kick one guy off a ledge, like, they'll both go and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty fun.
1: That sounds pretty interesting, actually. It's one mm-hmm. of those games that, like, I feel personally that I would like to watch more than play. But, yes. Like, I can definitely see the appeal of it. It was, like, uh, Dishonored was the same. And you and I had kind of discussed earlier that it, it was similar to Dishonored. Yeah. In that there's lots of different paths, lots of ways to kill people. And yeah. like, I liked dishonored. I have nothing against it, but I did prefer watching it over playing it.
0: Yeah. And if you like dishonored, you'll definitely like enjoy this game as well. Um, just because it very, it very much feels the same. The gameplay feels like the same. Right. Right. Um, however, this one's less focused on stealth. You can actually, you know, fight it out, but it is risky because you can only die twice. And if you die twice, everything gets reset. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, I've gotten gotten into some some crazy situations already, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun.
1: Do you think, so I know you said there's like a linear story, but is it so linear that you're quote-unquote learning things, but is it just like everyone's going to play 10 loops, and that's the end, and everyone learns the same things on each run? Or are you literally walking around, and you realize those two enemies were together? Or did the game go, look at that, in like a mission or like a cutscene, and say, look, there's two of them together it's it's hard to say this early on um
0: how varied the combinations can get right right like I, I learned this information after killing one of the targets okay and so i imagine anyone who also kills that target would also learn the same information that the two will be together at a certain time you know
1: that that, that uh, target like while dying told you this
0: uh no i i either got it through um uh, what the heck was it? It might have been like a, a document I found in in their office or something, or or like uh, there's um, there's tape recorders lying around and stuff. Somehow I learned that. Okay. Oh, you know what? The heck was it? Oh yeah. So this this was actually part of the mission. So after I killed that person, uh, the mission tracking icon said check this computer. You log onto their computer and you learn that they're together at this certain time and then and then once you leave that area it plays a little cutscene of what you just learned and it's like oh th- this character is going to be with this character at, at this time you know if, if i show up there i can take two oh, two targets at once and you know so maybe it is a little more linear in that sense but it, but it definitely feels like you're learning it uniquely
1: yeah i'm wondering if everyone like let i assume that was your first clue let's just say it was mm-hmm. i want to know if that's everyone's first clue or if, or if that's not everyone's, and that's like someone else's last clue. I think it could be because I, I chose this target at random. I didn't have to go after this target. Right. It's not like the first target, no matter who it is, gives you this information from no, their this computer. Is the,
0: this is uh, the, the very first target you do kill is like I think set, but after that it says, "Oh, here's like all the targets you can track. Go kill any of them."
1: Okay. Yeah. Like but like after, training after that.
0: Right? After that I chose this one at random. There was no there was no logical reason why I chose this one. Just I just was just looking for the next person to kill.
1: Cool. That yeah. pretty interesting.
0: So I, I would I would definitely check it out. Uh maybe maybe Matt like wait for it to get to Game Pass uh maybe next year. You know? Or if you're looking for that PS five game to play, Matt.
1: Yeah, I'm always looking for a PS five game, but then I like like an idiot. <laughs> well well one thing well there's that too. But one what like, like an idiot, jump into a huge PS4 yeah. game.
0: <laughs> right. I Got the next-gen update, though.
1: And Yeah, it does run and look nice, so I, I can't complain.
0: All right, Matt, let's hop into the news stories this week. Uh, this is quite a big one here. Chinese gaming giants lose eight Bethesas in value amid government crackdowns. This is from uh, Kotaku. However, it was Bloomberg reporting that the value of China's largest gaming companies, Tencent and NetEase, plummeted dramatically during an overnight stock sell-off, resulting in losses totaling more than $60 billion between the two.
1: Holy crap.
0: To put that in perspective, that's about eight times what Microsoft spent on Bethesda Softworks uh, parent company, ZeniMax Media, last fall at about $15 billion. Oh, and more, and $15 billion more than Roblox's initial valuation earlier this year. Uh, investors were apparently spooked by China's increasing regulations on the video game industry. In addition to putting restrictions on the amount of time children under the age 18 can play games in the country, Chinese state media uh, zinhao a uh, news agency, indicates that government officials met with industry executives on Wednesday. During this meeting, officials directed them to avoid, quote, solitary focus, unquote, on profit, which they argued may lead to designing uh, mechanics that promote addictions in minors. That's interesting, because we we talk about the loot boxes and stuff, right? Becoming, Mm -hmm. are are they addictive? I believe, um, who was it? Was it the CDC that labeled uh, video game addiction?
1: I remember, they actually actually, like- like didn't like Belgium do it?
0: <clears throat> they banned loot boxes, but I think it was the CDC that actually recognized uh, video game addictions as like a legitimate addiction, Oh. right? Something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. So anyway, um, I have a quote here from the news agency that says, "Quote: The authorities ordered the enterprises and platforms to tighten examination of the contents of their games, obscene and violent content, and those breeding unhealthy tendencies." such as money worship and uh, effeminacy. What the heck does that mean, Matt?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look up that word while you keep reading.
0: Um, should be removed. So South China, South China Morning Post also notes that China is slowing down the issuing of licenses for new online games, which must be approved by government regulators before release. China's National Press and Publication Administration, which handles these licenses, has yet to provide the list of approved titles for August, breaking from a tradition of promptly disclosing such information at the end of each month.
1: Well, just to clarify your one sentence, uh, effeminacy is the definition is the quality of being effeminate. I hope I'm (laughs) saying these words correctly. Now, hang on a minute. That's an adjective. Effeminate is. And and the first definition here, again, Merriam-Webster is having feminine qualities, untypical of a man, not manly in appearance or manner. That's one, two, <laughs> that's one of two that's uh, one of two definitions here. The second one is marked by an unbecoming delicacy or over refinement. So wait is this like an um... So this person you... so examples for the second definition there are effeminate art or an effeminate civilization. I don't I don't read the second. Uh, definition again the second definition is marked by an unbecoming delicacy or over refinement i kind of feel like they mean the first one right uh i think so but maybe both can apply i don't know i'm just the furthest from my expertise i have no china expert so i'm not sure um i'm not a language (laughs) expert is what i'm talking about so yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: But yeah, this this is crazy that Tencent um, is is worth so much. You know that was that was kind of shocking to me. Well, how I much know money does Cod of,
1: Mobile make, man? Like if they're involved, didn't like they say a billion
0: dollars or something.
1: Like that's crazy. And like FIFA, I know that maybe Tencent's not involved there, but FIFA, if they're making a billion a year at last time that I I heard of them, I mean, if Tencent's involved in several big games, like it's that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, this says uh, this is from VentureBeat. It says that Call of Duty Mobile um, has made a billion dollars in player spending since 2019. That's one one of their games.
1: Yeah, that's a lot, and it's like keeps going. It's not like as if they're out of sales now; they can keep making sales on that thing. Although I'm not sure how involved they are in that game. But like if they're involved know. in a bunch of stuff, most or all of which have recurring transactions some of which were will most more than likely be purchasable up front they're getting quite a quite a revenue quite a revenue stream there
0: yeah because uh, just looking at the Wikipedia here, so this developer was Timmy studio group Uh publisher was Activision Um, but it does say that combo was published in other regions by Tencent games
1: oh maybe maybe in China then or, but or when you boot anywhere up the game else, really
0: when you boot up the game here it says like a ten cent like game.
1: Could be anywhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. it Could be anywhere outside the U.S. Maybe then, like ten cent could really publish it anywhere. Like first, the first yeah. thing you'd think is China, but it could be anywhere.
0: Right. So yeah, I, obviously, I think investors saw this as a, uh, a ma- major threat to, the, to their profits and sold off their stock. Um, I, I, I'm not sure why China is doing this. I, I can't even begin to to imagine. I guess maybe they're trying to control um, people becoming more Western like. I don't know if that's true or not. Because I, mean, I know it, they're, they're they're cracking down on on celebrity culture too. I, I had sent you that article where they they kind of erased that one famous uh, actress over there.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And like I I read an article at some point that. I don't know, a director or something there. This is totally from memory, so please you know, do your own research on this. But it was something like a director over there had warned Jet Li and Jackie Chan to like get out of the country or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely... I mean, if the restrictions, the additional restrictions, I guess, on chil- on uh, amount of time playing these games were put on children uh, at the age of 18 or under age 18 or whatever it was, I mean, it could be an addiction thing. It could be, a, like, a couple of different things. Like, who knows? I mean, it is It is a big piece of the industry, though, because a lot of companies will obviously uh, tailor their messaging and stuff, which some have gotten in trouble for, you know, to sort of cater to China or whatever. So, uh, I wonder how that's going to affect it. I was... There was also, you know, not in this story, but there was also whether this story changed. I read an article that said that, like, new game releases have been completely, like, cut off. And so this, new game releases one... in the country are, like, completely, like, that's it. Like You can't release new games. And if that holds true, again, please do your own research. I'm doing this from memory. But um, if, if that holds true where new releases can't come out, I was wondering, and I was talking to Marty about this, where whether now game companies are depending on what they are may turn their say their focus away from a potential sequel to a game that sells well here and in China and will instead try to continue to support the older game during this period now it's totally like maybe it's or maybe the floodgates have already reopened or maybe there's maybe they're going to reopen and like people are kind of insiders maybe know of it or something but like This is pretty crazy if you especially if you're trying to make sales in China, you know, it's going to be I mean, we see this like losing eight Bethesda's in value. I mean, that's that's a big it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, the the South China Morning Post, I don't know if this is just semantics, but they said it was um, licenses issued for online games. I don't know if that makes a difference, if it's all games or just simply the online games that they're worried about, because those are the ones that I guess they're having trouble with people getting addicted to.
1: Oh, maybe what was it. That, that's what I mean. Like, I did it totally from memory. I just mm-hmm. it's been over a week now since I've read some of this, so I just can't remember. But, and that's, but yeah, I'm just like, worried
0: about their, their kind of like their people. Um, like if, if it's becoming a serious problem over there, you know, maybe they are just taking drastic steps to try to correct it. Yeah, maybe even though I imagine gaming is a big uh, industry over there. But I mean, they're so massive that they probably have <laughs> other industries that need workers and people not playing video games all the time, <laughs> I guess, you know,
1: yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, it, I mean, it sucks for Tencent and whatever, but, uh, I don't know. Although Tencent's a little fishy, weren't they trying to take
0: over Ubisoft, remember that? Or Wasn't that Bohemia? Trying like, hostile, hostile takeover?
1: Wasn't that Bohemia? Was it? Wasn't it, or no, Vivendi, or something. Vivendi, who's Vivendi? Vivendi's like a conglomerate, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that, yeah, but. Yeah, crazy right. times, crazy times, like, moments like this remind you that gaming isn't just all about, say, the art, or the experience, or the action pack or the Major esports, business. you know, it's a big business, it's mm-hmm. a big suit business, and, you know, if you're not in the gaming sphere, there's there's a lot, there's a lot of gaming in just straight business, and that's why, that's why sometimes games get all screwed up, because, of the, you know, the, quote unquote, the suits get involved, the suits don't play games, necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even have to, like, it's still business, and so... Uh, yeah, like stuff like this will happen, you know, if, you know, kind of quote unquote embargoes, if you will, on yeah. stuff like with stuff like this or people trying to take each other over or people trying to take licenses or people trying to get people to gamble so that they spend more money or yada yada like it's big business and it's pretty crazy.
0: It's funny. uh I definitely did not think you remember Jack Trenton. Yep. I definitely did not think he played video games.
1: He does, though, doesn't he?
0: I think he plays very seldomly. Um, but I, I, for sure, Phil Spencer does like for sure that man plays video games and, um, I think Herman Holst is the new PlayStation guy. Oh no, he's head of, sorry. He's head of, um, PlayStation studios. Jim Ryan is the new head of Sony America, um, or worldwide or whatever, (laughs) whatever the names are. Uh, I think they, I think they play video games too. But yeah, I think there definitely was a time when I don't think a lot of the suits at these companies played played video games.
1: Because you don't you don't really need to, right? I mean, short of being in a, a role that you need it, there's a lot of roles that probably don't need it. As long as you understand, I guess,
0: kind of what needs to be done to sell those games, you know, it, yeah, you, don't, you, you don't have, need like, to be the team to pick the games that are being made or whatever.
1: Yeah, like you don't need to be the. The engineer that like put together the servers to make the poster that sells the game you because know those type jack, of things
0: jack tretton he he's oversaw playstation 3's success at the end of its console life and the implementation of the very successful ps4 right right and, and he was there for an, an amazing selection of first party games at, at the end of the ps3 there like the last of us and stuff right
1: yeah the instant so, game collection thing yeah. that whole push yeah
0: all right, um, our next story here. The new PS5 model isn't worse, even with its smaller, cooler, a new report says. Uh, this is from GameSpot. So Sony's new version of the PS5, which comes with a new screw for its stand and weighs oh, about God. two-thirds of a pound lighter. Yeah, the screw, it seems more like you can um, hand-tighten it. You don't actually need to, oh. need to go grab a uh, screwdriver. It still does have a slot if you want to get like a, a tighter purchase on there.
1: Wait uh, a second. That's only when it's in vertical, right?
0: Yes, you only need the screw when it's invertible. I was going to say,
1: because I'm pretty sure I didn't touch a screw, and I did follow the instructions as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So this new one isn't actually worse than than its launch version, according to extensive testing done by Digital Foundry and Gamers Nexus. That's in spite of claims from YouTuber Austin Evans, who showed that the weight shed off in the new PS5 model came almost entirely from the console's cooling element. Naturally, the result of reducing the overall size of a console's cooling element will cause it to run a bit hotter, and for what it's worth, the new version of the PS5 does, albeit just slightly. The difference, which amounts to a couple of degrees Celsius, is the same that a PC enthusiast would see switching from one CPU cooler to another. In the tech world, this kind of change in temperature for the for consumer electronics is called negligible. Uh, that being said, Stephen Burke of Gamers Nexus emphasized that people should be performing regular maintenance on their PS5, regardless of what model they have. So this kind of stemmed from... Obviously, there was an updated PS5, which people noticed. I think was first out in Japan, and they noticed it weighed less. Obviously, that means they made some change, right? Right. Austin Evans got his hand on a on a Japanese PS5, cracked it open, and it had a smaller, and I think even different material, uh, um, heat sink on on the on the uh, SOC. Um, and he did like a simple um, heat gun test on the exhaust. And it showed it was a couple of degrees hotter. Digital right. Foundry and Gamers Nexus did a more extensive thing and basically came to the conclusion that it really has no seeable effect.
1: Well, it's kind of like that thing where if if a if a certain amount of cooling is required, let's just call that 100%. You know, that, that's how much is required. The old cooler could have been doing it at 150%, and this one might be doing it at 120 it's yeah. still over the amount, you know, or maybe just even right at 100 or whatever. As long as it's hitting the amount that's needed, then who cares? Because it's, it's not like fans and crap don't get more inefficient over time. Maybe the fan itself doesn't or, you know, whatever. I'm sure there's a science of bearings or something out there. But like dust and crap get in there. Yeah. And you're not cleaning your PC every day or cleaning your console every day. So the cooling system will naturally over time become, in general, in most cases, become less efficient. So... Uh, so I guess the conclusion they came to is that Sony
0: over-engineered the launch PS5 because they obviously don't know how this is going to run games, you know, a year into its life or, or let alone five years or whatever. Right. And so they have to make sure that the cooling element they put inside of it is going to be capable.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Of,
0: of any overhead or whatever. And so now we're getting close to a year of this console being out. All different types of games have been run on it. They have a lot more data. And they see that they can cut back on costs, but keep up the performance.
1: Right. And may as well, as well. Like, you know, like no one... Like, you're not going to notice. Like, short are you watching these videos or, you know, for some reason putting two PS5s on a scale? You're not going to notice.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I know that Austin Evans actually made a follow-up video uh, that he got a lot of hate for this and a lot of backlash, which is odd. Um, You know, and I think he was just doing... What he thought was a, a, a somewhat scientific test on the difference between the consoles, right? It's just that the conclusion he came to was was different, mm-hmm. um, and he he explains it all in in his follow up video. But he I don't he doesn't deserve all this hate he's getting, which is which is ridiculous, you know.
1: A pretty standard internet reaction at this point, right? Like I didn't see it, but it kind of sounds like it is. <laughs>
0: This probably has to do with the console war too you know Ugh. people all want their console to be the best and and stuff but anyway
1: um is there a phone war too like I feel like the console war is so much you know hotter if you will than say the phone war I know that there are there is definitely a phone war of some sort, but it feels like the iPhone people are now just iPhone people and the Android people are just Android people and then there's a bunch of people that probably switch all the time and they don't care. Or they don't even know what they have. You know, they're just there's like this makes phone calls, and they just don't care. I think I think it's probably just because the the
0: the phone war is kind of a a leftover from like Mac versus PC, and that war has right, been going right. on for freaking forty years, and the phone war has been going on for like twelve years or whatever it's been, right? And I think it's just people are just kind of. Done with it. It's not as hot as it once was. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're right. People who are on iPhone are just on iPhones now, and people who are on Android, they're on Androids now. Um, you have to find new markets.
1: Um, you know. You have to find new markets, but also like I'm not like, I mean, it whatever. You can have like a few like uh funny jabs at each other. Like I'm sure we've jabbed at each other because you use iPhones and I use Android. Yeah. But it's not like serious, where it's like, you know, screw you, Ryan. Like, you know, the hell with this. Take your lightning port. Get the hell out of my house, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, like, some people take it too serious. It's like, you uh, know,
0: like, one of the things, cares? Too, though, is like there's not really exclusives to fight over. I think the console war stems a lot from exclusives as well. Right. It's not like my phone yeah. has a ton of exclusive apps that you can't get on Android. And, and so we fight over that, you know,
1: basically, yeah, my, them- my
0: phone can do everything your phone can do and, and vice versa. So,
1: yeah, even if it's like, cause some stuff had, like iMessage was like a big thing, right? Where it's yeah. like iMessage is first party and like, what the hell? So then Android had to like kind of like rebuttal and then they got RCS and then RCS didn't work out. So then like they still use RCS, but now it's like RCS between apps. So before it needed the carriers, now it doesn't as long as two people are using Android messages or just messages or the hell they call it now. Yeah. Then few people can be talking and, and it, like it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, in my opinion, needless chaos. It's just like people fighting over nothing.
0: Well, it feels now like it's, it's like arguing between an Asus and, a and a Lenovo laptop. There's no point,
1: you know, (laughs) Yeah, like who cares? Like
0: they they both function and that's it. It's that's it. So,
1: but yeah, I mean, I I will say one one good thing or one thing that would be nice is for there to be. Yes. I know there's third party things like WhatsApp, but it'd be nice to have RCS because it is a carrier thing on both phones so that we can just have data like, Talking to each other, like you know, like data to data conversations, with a backup of SMS. Like I like the idea of it having a backup SMS.
0: I don't. I don't see Apple
1: doing it. I don't. I don't see them doing it. I just said it would be nice. I, I, I messages is doing their,
0: it. Or, or rather, Apple
1: Messages is their baby, and uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna give it up. If you send a message and like you know, you send it, you have data for like a second. It doesn't quite you get finished sending. The, the data screws up. Whatever. Will it? Re- will it send an SMS in a couple of minutes? Uh, if
0: you turn that setting on in the settings, yes. Oh. You you, you can do that, yeah. All right, interesting. Also, if it does get really screwed up and like doesn't send, you can you can um, like put the setting even off. You can you can tap and hold on it and then say send as SMS.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Pretty similar to
0: RCS then. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next story here: uh, Epic Games pays Apple six million dollars as ordered by court. So you guys, I think, talked about this last week, right? Mm-hmm. About the actual ruling. What was your what was, what was your guys's kind of take on this?
1: Um, I from what I remember, it was sort of like this is such a deep topic that mm-hmm. it just feels weird. I mean, um, my opinion from then to now might be a little bit skewed because like new news has come out. We've talked about it again and stuff. Yeah. But like my kind of overall arcing opinion is that there's so many different angles that this thing can be viewed on in so many different ways that you could look at this and say well Apple is the private company and you could go to the competitor but then you could say yeah but Apple's a big platform so why are they pigeonholing people and Apple itself is monopolizing its own people and so there's like there's like even levels of the word monopoly in this case so right. it's it's just it's so and like I know Tim and I were pretty well on, uh, at the time like I said my opinion's probably been skewed at this point but at the time Tim and I's opinion were pretty well in line. And so, at least as far, as far as I remember. And so, it's just, it, this is like a weird topic to talk about. Like, I will say, this is probably the time to do it. There's going to be arguments like this in the digital world now, because things are going digital. Like, you today, you know, if you, um, you could have kids now. Like, as a kid, let's just say you have, like, a bunch of toys and stuff. And then, you know, you grow up, whatever, yada yada. And then... You have a digital device and so your toys kind of quote unquote are gone or you're using apps and stuff. Kids toys, not everyone, but like a lot of kids toys are now going to be on the iPad. Assuming the parents allow screen time, yeah, whatever, there's like arguments for and against, but assuming the parents allow screen time, like so there's going to be some kids out there that don't have any physical toys and all their assets are actually digital short of the iPad that is used to connect to those assets. And so there's a question of like, well, if the parent unknowingly pigeonholes the kid into the Apple ecosystem by buying the kid an iPad. Now that kid is stuck because all the digital assets are there. They could leave, but they're stuck in a way mm-hmm. because they can't, like if they go to Android, they lose it all. So there's like, you know, there's, there's just so many damn, there's just like, there's so many layers to this thing yeah, that yeah. it's just like, holy crap. It's why I think I, I got a kick and
0: and also was frustrated by the press coverage of this because I think they wanted a winner. Of course, We wanted a clear winner. And there were several different cases in this case. Right. Which Apple won on most of them, but then lost on a pretty significant one. Right. And I think right. that's what led to like some press were saying Apple won. Some press was saying uh, uh, Epic won. But it's, it's, it's more nuanced than that. And I, I, I got a little frustrated at the press coverage of it.
1: Well, the thing that that's the thing, right? Is like, of course, you're you know, you want your headline to be like, mm-hmm. like like you know, we won the war, not we kind of won the war, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So they they kind of want that mentality for a lot of things, I'm sure. And I mean, it's understandable from a, I guess a writing perspective, but in this case, it's just it's just too many layers and too complex. And also, the thing that sucks too is a lot of people don't realize it. So a lot of people are just going to be non techy. They're going to have an iPhone. They're going to take pictures, and. You know, there'll be a pop-up or something at some point where they're like, oh, you're out of storage. You want to back up to iCloud? You got to pay a little bit. And then they pay and then that's it. They don't think of themselves being pigeonholed into Apple's ecosystem. Only those that actually have their ear on the pulse of tech to some degree will realize for the most part that, oh, my God, like I'm being pigeonholed into this. Mm -hmm. Because literally like if that person that bought the iCloud storage doesn't know what's going on, goes to a a carrier – and talks to the carrier and says, I want to get a new phone. And explains to them that they've been using I- iCloud. The carrier is going to probably direct them to an iPhone. Like a new iPhone at the time. And so, they're being, you know, pigeonholed again, but for convenience. Right. So, it's like, where does the convenience slash anti- con- anti-competition come in? It's so deep. And it's it's very, it takes a lot of uh, knowledge, I'd say of tech in general for you to really like see what's happening in the widespread or like, I mean, you could read about it and just learn it, but for you to like see it firsthand, you know, you need to be more than just like, Oh yeah, I want to back up my photos. You know, you have to be more mindful than just that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So
0: part of this ruling, um, this is from Mac rumors. Um, Epic was ordered to pay $6 million. Um, this was in royalties. Um, so yeah, as part of the ruling in the Epic v Apple legal battle, Epic was last week ordered uh, by the court to pay 30% of the revenue that it collected from the Fortnite app using its illicit direct payment option. So, if you're unfamiliar with kind of what happened, which what kind of kicked all this off is Apple takes a 30% cut from any sale within apps on the iPhone. Um Epic does not like this. They don't they think the price is not warranted. They want to offer alternative payment methods in their app. And so that's what they did. They they violated their contract with Apple by implementing their own epic payment system bypassing Apple's payment system. Right? That led to this whole lawsuit. So the court ruled that they broke their contract with Apple and are now now have to pay Apple the money they made through their Epic direct payment. Only 30%
1: option. though, which is $6 million and this thing was not up for long before it got taken down.
0: Uh, correct. Um, this thing actually, is a money
1: making machine. You,
0: right, yeah. Like, That's what's crazy about fucked. this. Yeah. Um, so though Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store shortly after Epic violated the in-app purchase rules, Epic Games was still able to collect payment from customers that had already installed the app and were actively using it. During the Mm. time period that app was available prior to a Fortnite update that made it unusable. Fortnite made $12,167,719. So 30% of the $12 billion in total was what was collected between August 20th and October 20th, plus 30% of revenue collected from November 1st through the date of the judgment, in addition to interest, uh, which is where the $6 million fee comes from.
1: Wait a sec, what's that last part? Plus thirty percent of revenue collected from November first, twenty twenty. Isn't this well after? Yeah, so one point two those collected between August thing. When was when when was the app updated to have this, you know, violate the rules? Maybe maybe November. I'm not sure exactly, but maybe uh maybe in November. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember now. But all right, all right. But I mean, it's not, I mean, $6 million doesn't sound like much when it's only 30% 30 anyway. So. (laughs) But yeah, I guess this is a saying that Fortnite made 12 million
0: in what time period? Prior to the update. So 12 million was just in between them updating the app to have their own payment system.
1: Updating the then, payment system, have people download that app. It got pulled from the app store, but the app was still usable if you had it already installed in that period, 12.1 million, almost 12.2. So, so like
0: in within three months, somewhere within three months, they made $12 million.
1: Right? Well, that, that that's the thing I didn't understand. Between August and October, plus 30% of revenue collected from November 1st through the date of the judgment.
0: So somehow they must have still been making money. From whatever version people were still using on iOS, I guess S-
1: something like that, or where wherever it was fair, I guess like wherever they must have like came to some sort of judgment. Or, sure or
0: I guess maybe even if what Apple would have gotten, mm-hmm. maybe it was projected sales or something,
1: you know, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. like because I was wondering like collected between August and October seems really specific, and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, but also November first through date of the judgment. Wouldn't you just say August through date of judgment? Like right. why is it why is it specifically separated? So I'm just not sure on that quote. What's funny too is a uh, uh,
0: Tim Sweeney posted uh, a tweet where it had like an Apple Pay logo, and then he said it just sent six million dollars to Apple or something like that. God, so he's he seems to be having fun with it. I guess uh, <laughs> I don't really know.
1: He seems like he's angry, but then he's not. It's really weird.
0: Well, I, like I told you, he doesn't hate Apple. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't. Uh, he thinks that their practices in this case are are bad, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he actually hates Apple as a company. And you you sent over that tweet where uh, Apple had just announced their new iPhone 13s um, and someone asked him what he thought of them. And he said, looks like they have some great hardware in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, see, that, right? that's crazy to me. Like I would I mean, I guess I'm thinking small business, right, where you're just like, man, fuck those guys right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to deal with them for a bit uh, if somebody were to screw you over. But I guess yeah. like when it comes to bigger companies, it's like they could sue each other and then still work for each other. <laughs>
0: Well, freaking so, Apple buys parts from Samsung, and they've sued each other for years.
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, and, and they're they're literally phone competitors too,
0: right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. Uh,
1: I just wanted to also disclose that I do own Apple shares. I do as well, but I own like two, so that's you know, it's not that it's not that serious. Yeah, just for journalistic ethics, I
0: guess, just let the people know. Uh, all right, moving on here. Uh, Nintendo finally adds Bluetooth audio to the Switch. A new software update. This is from The Verge. Uh, Nintendo has a surprise uh, has surprised announced that Bluetooth audio support has come to the Switch through a software update. The ability to use Bluetooth headphones to listen to game audio has been a uh, conspicuously missing missing feature since the console launched in 2017. Uh, according to a Nintendo support article, you'll be limited to using two wireless controllers if you've got a Bluetooth headset attached. Uh, the system also won't support Bluetooth microphones, which isn't necessarily surprising given that Nintendo's own voice chat system lies on an app running on your phone so this is uh this is this is a very nintendo thing to do i feel
1: (laughs) it feels like a nintendo thing to do but it's like i don't know the last time they ever did this like there's there's a whole dongle market for bluetooth audio and they're you know they've got to be aware of that and now all of a sudden like oh yeah you could do it and i think like i want to say that linus or some other tech youtuber that i've watched is like why doesn't why doesn't Nintendo just turn on this feature. And, you know, it's been years now, years now. They must have had their reasons, though, right? They, they must have thought that they want
0: people to use the phone or the app, rather, to do this for some reason. No, no, no but not... you
1: still can't chat, though. The app is for chat, isn't it? No, but I'm saying their
0: initial thing was we don't want to allow Bluetooth support because that would potentially allow Bluetooth microphones
1: well, that's the thing though is like they i mean, I'm not saying it's easy but like i mean years now i think they would have been able to figure out that they should have had a limited you know effectively a limited driver if you will to not allow microphones like you could i mean they did it like clearly right. it's it could it's do. i just don't really get why they would do this so late like i mean i i kind of feel bad for the dongle manufacturers now you know because it's not like they were Really like trying to get a. I mean, it's a little bit of a cash in, but it's it's literally a need that they're filling. It's not like they're like scamming us or anything, you know what I mean? And it's like now they're it's like a legitimate. That's a totally legitimate accessory. And now all of a sudden they just kind of got screwed over. It's sort of like how I felt bad a little bit for the for the guys in uh, that were doing like the flashlight apps on iPhone, where they eventually got kicked out. It's like I get that Apple added its own flashlight button, but like yeah, these guys were making ad revenue. It, but it's not a scam like they're legitimately making a, a, a flashlight app these guys are legitimately making bluetooth dongles like that sucks for them
0: yeah I, I do feel bad for them but at the same time though you have to recognize that you're making products for another product there's always a risk you know it, sure. it, inherent in 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 being a third party to anything you know so while, while I do feel bad for them it's like I, they must have known they were they were Getting into this boat too, though.
1: Well, I'm assuming they had a heads up, they may have just learned from the news like we they did. Probably didn't, <laughs> Matt. They probably did that.
0: They probably did. not
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not like they were partnered with them at least as far as I know. Yeah, but I mean, you can still
0: use those uh, those dongles though.
1: Because don't, don't
0: the dongles usually come with a, a headset? Like I the don't know. like that. Um, what's the brand you like? there? Steel Series. I think theirs comes David. with a dongle. Like you buy a headset and it, and it has like a Nintendo uh, dongle.
1: Oh, I didn't actually know that.
0: I think the one I got for Laura actually came with a, a little USB-C dongle for your, for your Switch.
1: So I do know that with some of the SteelSeries headsets, it they are USB-C audio, but I don't believe it's Bluetooth. I think it's like RF. Right. So it's like it's like for that headset. So it's mm-hmm. not like, enab- no, quote unquote, enabling Bluetooth. A lot of these dongles are just like a Bluetooth access, like a, a little a dongle that allows you to like have your Bluetooth headphones like an AirPod or something connect to the connect to the dongle instead
0: yeah now the weird thing is why don't they support the microphones why do they want people using this app
1: I don't know because I'm looking here and this is interesting so I'm looking here at this is on Amazon and this is like it'll it'll link right to the this microphone conversation so I'm looking at a thing it's it's the brand home spot and the the, the title and I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's pretty long HomeSpot Bluetooth 5.0 audio transmitter adapter with USB C connector and it's yada yada keeps going. Um okay. Under one of the photos, there's like a bit of a circle around it. It's like a branding circle, whatever. And it says Bluetooth 5.0, low profile design, no battery needed, simple two-button operation, dual APTX, low latency. Internal microphone, codec indicator. According to, yeah, it literally says here, in-game voice chat via internal microphone. This internal microphone can also be used in standalone mode without pairing a Bluetooth headphones. And it literally shows a picture of people chatting with a switch in like this. It's like a marketing graphic, but it's like Mm -hmm. a switch in someone's hands. Right. So you can have a wired microphone, but you can't have a Bluetooth microphone? (laughs) So maybe these dongles are going to be OK, then like, fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, but the thing is, though, is it had to have an internal or this dongle? I don't know, if it had to. This dongle has an internal microphone. So the question is, is if you connect, a, if you use a dongle that does not have an internal microphone, is it able to have a microphone? Right. Like, am I able to use my AirPods and use the AirPods microphone to work? I don't know.
0: I do not know. Isn't so anyway, that crazy? It is crazy. Um, it's very strange on a mobile device, too, to, to not have um, Bluetooth audio support this this far into it.
1: Especially, like, you know, it's, it's for kids, so I, like, can kind of get it. Like, maybe what they're trying to do is prevent people from being confused. The parents go buy some, like, Raycons, which I believe have microphones in them. Buy some, like, Raycons or some other, like, Bluetooth headphone thing. They give it to the kid for for use on the, the Switch, and they don't realize there's a microphone. There's not, like, an obvious microphone. Mm-hmm. But when you plug something in, it just if it, it feels more organic, and maybe you'd realize. Also, like, chances are you're using, like, a proper gaming headset with a big-ass microphone in front of your face. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to prevent the misconception. That's totally reasonable for something that, like, is probably marketed toward kids. That's totally reasonable. They could also say that.
0: What's funny, too, is on the... Uh the Switch Lite, it's like you have to rely on the uh, the built-in speakers, which aren't fantastic. It'd be nice to have a nice pair of headphones, you know, while you're playing your Switch Lite. Get some better audio going.
1: Honestly, yeah. Like, oh, so, okay. So this this one here, this one here um, has just USB-C, dual streaming, so it can connect two headphones for multiplayer sound, it says. Super low latency. Battery-free and Bluetooth 5.0. So I think that the other dongle that has the microphone built into the dongle itself is it's because it's plugged in. So it sounds like you have to plug in a microphone, whether it be USB-C or through the headphone jack. That's what it sounds like. So they want a wired microphone. I mean, fair enough, but like, oh, I don't know. Like, explain <laughs> yourself a little bit. Like, yeah. for Pete's sake, yeah. especially when you're doing something that's not... Like, you could have, like, there's parental controls on most consoles, more than likely on the Switch. I don't use them, so I'm not aware of where they are. You could so easily, assuming it's hardware possible, enable both the Bluetooth microphone and that. Put the microphone behind a password, if that's what you're worried about. Mm -hmm. Put it through a parental control. Put it through something like that. And have it so that you can't unmute the microphone without the parental control like allowing you to or whatever or it telling you very obviously that your control that your microphone is unmuted. Like there's a lot of instances in which a microphone, like a connect, like some people don't realize that's on. Yeah, you know, I've been playing GTA and I hear like a full party in the back because people are playing GTA to party and like they don't know they're they're broadcasting that microphone. Uh, same thing with the DualSense. People don't realize that they're talking through the DualSense sometimes. That was right? a
0: strange thing where it's it's by default. It is on. That's a very well, It strange also thing. sounds like
1: shit, too. So.
0: Yeah, but it's like that. Uh, I just don't like that because I, I played a couple matches of Overwatch when I first got my PS5 and my mic was on the whole time. I, I didn't do anything like embarrassing or or sensitive right um
1: but, but imagine just, if you like imagine if you someone called you you needed to give them your credit card number legitimately you gave mm-hmm. the credit card number and the dual senses in the room <laughs> it's
0: a little scary that way yeah
1: i definitely switch mine to be
0: deep off by default
1: well same here of course yeah. um
0: uh, all right let's move on to our final story this is for adriano uh most of grand turismo 7 is online only this comes from Gamespot. um however the news comes from a new interview with the grand turismo series creator and Adriano could say that for me uh, via Eurogamer in which uh, that person. Um, Wait, who? <clears throat> the uh, creator of uh, Gran Turismo. Kazunori can, can, Yamauchi. Can,
1: there you go. Yeah, that's not too bad. I don't and, I don't think it's too bad anyway.
0: And Yamauchi clarified that the majority of Gran Turismo 7's modes, including campaign and the new GT cafe mode, will be online only. And he said, quote, the requirement for the online connection isn't specific to the cafe per se. It's just to prevent... Uh, cheating overall from people trying to modify the save data so that's the reason for the online connection end quote Uh, he goes on to clarify that the connection the online connection requirement for campaign will function similarly to that of gran turismo sports and that the only mode that will not require an online connection will be the game's arcade mode as it doesn't use save data so it's an anti-cheat um mechanism i'm surprised the lengths people go to cheat in these things you especially know. with the Warzone and
1: crap, you hear about Warzone. I don't play Warzone too much, but I hear about a lot of cheaters in Warzone. Especially people complaining to memes and stuff.
0: And when they purge like a hundred thousand at a time or something like that, that too. Hear the numbers.
1: stories, the ban waves. It's crazy. People are cheating and freaking People are cheating in follow seventy six.
0: Do you know how much I would love to be on that team who
1: goes in and bans them though? Oh man, Hoo-wee. I'd be scared the whole time because I'd be like, man, I hope we don't fuck up one of the parameters and just ban a whole esports team or something. But hopefully, it's easy to unban to. people, right? I would presume it is. Yeah, like hopefully with the proof is there and you could be like, oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Yeah, hopefully. I don't think this
0: will bother Adriano too much um, because uh, I think he did play GT Sport, right? I don't know if he complained about that. um, And uh, Adriano will have an internet connection most, most of the times when he's playing. So not a big deal.
1: I, I still like I'm still <sighs> I'm starting to like slowly become like a technical minimalist, if you will. And I'm sort of like one of those people where it's like, if an online connection is required, of course, use it. But if it's a maybe, literally ask the question, is it yes or no? Mm -hmm. Like, try to boil it down. Sometimes it's not as easy as as it sounds. But, like, you don't need to have, you know, something go crazy. It's sort of like. It's sort of like how we, you know, we, uh, many people have multi-core processors, but we don't need Word running all of them at a (laughs) hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Like Word doesn't need to like, you know, oh man, there's multiple cores here. Let's crank it up. You know, like who cares, you know? And so like, let's, you know, use what's there and use what you need, but like seriously try to distill down what Mm -hmm. you need. Right. Because like, how many accounts do do we have as people now? I was thinking about this the other day. Like it's the fucking accounts are all over the place. It's too many accounts. I think we need to like, I think just personally, I think it's just, it's not even like a philosophical stance or anything. I just think that in, in order to keep something more easily supportable, easier to keep running in the future, literally support in a way, or just easy to fix if it were to break again, support related it would be so much better to just have it be as simple as it can be. Mm-hmm. Something's broken here. Oh, it's the texture or whatever. Not, right. well, is it the texture? But wait, we're streaming that texture. Like, is it where data at What data center is that coming from? Is the DNS work? Like, you know what I mean? It gets, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, what's going on here now? I'm not saying necessarily this game's bloated. I'm not saying that, but like, it's, it's bizarre to me that the campaign is, is, is online only. Now, maybe, again, I don't play GT, so maybe G- maybe there's cheating that run and rampant, and you absolutely need this. And if the answer to that question is you need the online only, then by all means, please. But it'd be cool to have some single player stuff, too, because people's internet goes down. Like, even if you have good speeds in your area, people's internet goes down. And I realize you could say, well, then just don't use the device. And it's like, well, fine. But like, you could also just make it so it works as well. <laughs> Imagine being like, um, no storage on a phone take pictures, and it has to, and it has a tiny bit of storage just so it can hold it for a second, has to upload. Oh, you lost the internet connection? Can't take pictures. Right. Like, what? Yeah, that'd be bad. And you could do that. Like, you could in theory do that. But, like, why the fuck would you do that? Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm always, like, I always raise an eyebrow and go, like, I wonder if that was really needed. It might be in this case, but just a question. Well, a lot of games have anti-cheat
0: um, stuff built in that, right? That, that doesn't always need a uh, um.
1: An online connection. I don't follow anti-cheat too much, but I do know. I do kind of know what you mean. Like, there's a lot of different anti-cheats out there. Like, there's mm-hmm. been conversations of whether it should get into like the root of your, you know, God knows what. Or, that was like, the scary computer. part about uh, Valorant. That's it. Yeah, that, that I heard a lot of conversations around how anti-cheat works based off on how that one was working that at one the time. Got real deep. Yeah. And so, oh, freaking. I just wish. I mean, it'd be nice if people just didn't fin cheat. cheat. <laughs> I mean, if you, if, yeah. if you cheat a single player game, like whatever. But, like, if you're cheating and you're actually screwing somebody over, like, that's not great. Yeah.
0: All right. That's the stories for the week. Uh, thank you for joining me, Matt. You're the only one not dead to me.
1: Um, <laughs> like, it's tripling down on that. Sweet yes, yeah. uh
0: And you can catch us on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash dayonepatchmedia. Wednesdays at 830-ish uh, Eastern. And yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Peace.